Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the naked part of the show that's all about you, your questions about faith, religion, God, and the Bible. Tonight, we are talking about the topic, does the Lord Jesus still do biblical miracles? Does he still heal body, soul, and mind? Does he still do miracles in nature like he did with Moses split the, the ocean, walk on water? Does that still happen? Um, feeding the 5,000, does God still do miracles? So before we start off, I want to introduce you to our co-host tonight, Alida Labaskagne. Labaskagne. Um, Alida is all the way from Rustenburg. Good evening, Alida. How are you? Hello, Volka. It's great to be with you guys. It's such a privilege to talk with you guys here from Rustenburg. We are great. Thank you. Alida, um, would you just introduce yourself a little bit regarding what you do f uh, in ministry where you are in your local congregation? Uh, yes. Um, me and my husband has been in full-time ministry now for 21 years and I've been involved with um, transformation prayer therapy now for 15 years. So yeah, in the transformation prayer therapy, I do see miracles every day, soul, mind and body. And it's such a privilege to, privilege to see how God works in people's lives literally every day from children to the bigger children with the gray hair. And yeah, that's, that's awesome. Okay, so start off, we're going to have to just look quickly at uh, two definitions of what is a miracle. The first one that you can go Google yourself if you want to, it's an extraordinary and welcome event that is not explainable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore attributed to a divine agency. That will be your circular definition. A biblical definition is an action of God that produces a result apart from natural means. Okay, mm -hmm. so we are talking about miracles tonight. Alida, what do you answer? Just dive into this question from where <laughs> your perspective. Let's start off with uh, body. God doing or miracles or healing people uh, bodily. What have you seen? What have you experienced? Go for it. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to take something that happened in the week. We have like um, a, um, a ministry for ladies coming together weekly. We have mm -hmm. a prayer book and we just write the miracles in there that we trust God for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a miracle is something that you cannot do. You know, out of your own whatever, no matter what you do, you can't do it by your own but you trust God to do it for you. That's why it's called a miracle. And the one lady um, testified that she trusted God for her eyesight. She went to the doctor. He told her he can't do anything for her, not even medically. Medically, it's impossible for him to do something for her. And immediately she just said, okay, now I'm going to trust God because medically yeah. they can't do anything for her. She's just going to trust God. And she just kept on thanking God every day that he's busy healing her eyesight. 
And within two days, she could see the difference. Um, she could yeah. start reading small script again and stuff like that. That's a miracle in her body. The, the doctors couldn't de- do anything. And she just, mm-hmm. like a child, trusted God, and it happened. And that was like well, a week ago. Just a week ago. Fantastic. That is so awesome. Yes. So when yes. we use the word of God on this show, we refer to the Lord Jesus Christ. Just in case somebody's listening or being confused, we're not talking about a universal God. We're talking about Jesus of Nazareth, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So we just have to clear that out. We are unapologetically Bible-based, Christ-centered, and we answer the questions from a biblical worldview. To the listeners out there, guys that are listening, you are welcome. Please do me a favor. Follow, like, click the bell. Um, At the bottom of your app, you will see there is a share button. Please share the show. Um, we'd really appreciate it if you would share it and distribute it um, wherever you go to whoever you want. If you are enjoying it, let us know. You can type it in there and um, see, you know, just tell us if you're enjoying the show or not. I'd love a bit of feedback from you guys um, since we can't see each other. And also, we are taking call in. So if you feel you've got a question on the topic tonight, even if it's off topic a little bit, uh, phone in. And we will try and answer that. If we cannot answer your question, we'll host a show on your question in the coming weeks. So, Alida, I must share with you more or less the same testimony. Um, We had an employee a couple of years ago, this is about four or five years ago, come to us and uh, she had to have an operation. And for her to go for the operation actually meant a lot of pressure on us. And on a Sunday evening, she brought her laptop and she brought everything that she, you know, um, that work-wise because she's going to be off for about four weeks. And it's Sunday afternoon, and what I did is I said, "Come," and I was actually joking. I said, "Come outside. I'm going to put spit on your face, on your eyes," sure. uh, because I saw Jesus do it. And she like laughed and she said, "You're not going to spit on my face." <laughs> I said, "But Jesus does that." Okay, and um, she said, but you're not going to do it, John. I just prayed. I said, well, you know, never mind. Let's just pray for it. And I asked just plain, Father, in the name of Jesus, would you heal her eyes, even if it's tomorrow morning, on the operation table before the operator? And the next morning, let's say our operation was 9 o'clock. By 10 o'clock, she phoned. She says she's on her way to us. She is in tears, and as the doctor was about to operate, he looked into the eye with his, his equipment, and he said, this eye is healed. Yeah. And she didn't need an operation. So, But now, when we say that, can we say, Alida, that th- this evidence is an objective evidence? Is this not just, you know, some person or couple of people standing together and they saying this is what we experienced and there's no um, objectivity from it it's like a very subjective thing are you hearing my question yeah um, yeah the thing is I think sometimes we're so busy looking around and being busy in life that there's actually more miracles taking place in front of our eyes then we really realize, you know, um, much more miracles. Um, it's not just, it's not a once-off. It's actually every day. 
but we get so busy that we don't see it anymore. And I think the more people oh. tell each other about it, the more they'll be aware of it. Yeah. I think we, yeah. we talk too little. We, we mention it too little. I mean, just because we get together every week, we see it. And yeah. it, um, God is not a respecter of person. He can do it anywhere with yes. anybody. So okay. um, because he's present at that moment, it's all about his, his presence and he's involved. It's a relationship thing. It's not a, not a once-off gift thing. It's a mm. lifestyle thing. Okay, so let's talk to the skeptic or the person that says the that we, we can tell each other all day long about the goodness of God and we are in this world and this world really, really, really do, does not want to believe that God can do miracles. They're actually trying to disprove it. Um, one of the, the, the evidences that somebody can become a saint, you know, you've got saint this and saint that and all of that, is that they have to have a verifiable miracle happen at their hands to be called a saint. Okay. So what do we say to this guy that says, but, you know, no, I don't believe in miracles. They stopped in the biblical times. What do we say to him? I think we must encourage them to rather learn to get to know God first, to have a relationship with God first. It's nice to experience His gifts and have His gifts, but He's more interested in us having a relationship with Him first, and then He will just surprise you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So we've got two uh, things that I want to just bring to our uh, – is – the prevention of accidents, and, and, and that is an intervention of God to prevent mm. accidents as a miracle, mm. and then the doing of something supernatural. So we spoke a little bit about doing something supernatural in somebody's body. Have you got any testimonies where God intervened in somebody's life to prevent something of a calamity? Yes, um, I'm just thinking about the, I like fresh testimonies. <laughs> um, yes, also in this week, it happened on Wednesday that a lady testified that she was in town mm -hmm. and she was supposed to cross um, by the robots. And yeah. suddenly she felt like she mustn't go over the robot now. And then okay. two taxis passed, and they if she didn't stop, even though she could go over the robot, they mm. would have bumped into her and it would have caused an accident. But at that moment, she just had this thing of, don't do it now. So okay. she believed it's the Holy Spirit that told her, don't do it now. She stopped okay. and, yeah, God actually prevented her getting involved in an, a big accident. Yeah, it's also a relationship thing. If you recognize his voice, I believe he um, helps us from a lot of stuff that could, could have happened. So just to, for the international listeners, a robot in South Africa is actually a traffic light. <laughs> traffic We're the light. only country in the world that calls a traffic light a robot. Okay, so um, don't freak out now. It's just a traffic light. Okay, Alita, but when you say that you open a whole can of worms saying, and I, I do agree with you, 
that we ought to have relationship with Jesus and we have to cultivate that through seeking him in person as a person and that God is not a distant entity or some mystic thing, some up where, but that Jesus and the Father is, they've got pers they are persons with personality and the Holy Spirit is sensitive. But when I say, or when you say that, what about the unbeliever? Does the Holy Spirit not warn the unbeliever? I believe he does, because the Holy Spirit is not a respecter uh, of person. It's a gift that God gave uh, to his people. And uh -huh. I do believe that the Holy Spirit will speak to an unbeliever. And um, you must just, uh, it's at the end of the day, it's the unbelievers and the believers choice to listen to that voice at that moment. I okay. do believe he speaks to everybody. Okay, so we are now going into this like whole thing. I just love where this is going. Um, Alida, <laughs> if you had to speak to a complete stranger and somebody that is actually, either they're Christian or they're not a Christian, but they are battling to recognize the voice of the Lord, how would you explain to them? Because you say, listen to the voice. Mm. Now, how would you explain to them? Is that like you know, um, Yeah, what I can yeah, say is, you know, when, it's not an audible voice. It's something that you sense inside of your heart. Mm -hmm. And if the Holy Spirit speaks to you, even though it sounds funny or weird, the moment you make the decision to listen to that and you experience peace, mm -hmm. although it doesn't make sense, you go for it. Then you know it's the Holy Spirit because he, he, he won't harm you in any way. But if yeah. you experience something that's weird and you are very restless um, and it, it has the possibility to harm you, then you don't, you don't go for it. All right. So I think so peace and, you know, yeah, go with a peace feeling. <laughs> a little bit that opens another whole dynamic. How does this peace feeling feel? Because we're saying listen to this voice. and they, So when we say go with the peace feeling, then are you saying that there might be other voices at play in this whole game? And now I have to identify God. And you say then I must go with the peace, the one, the voice that brings peace to me. Um what about the person that doesn't recognize peace? Yeah, that's a difficult one. Yeah, because I think sometimes we can get so jumbled up that we don't recognize that one, the, the voice that goes for peace. At the end of the day, whatever you experience at that moment, the decision that you're going to take, is it going to harm you or will it be good to you? You can also use that. Okay. Hundred percent. So we spoke a little bit about body. Um, one thing that we need to also just bring to the matter is that there is a difference between spiritual healing and godly healing, or spiritual miracle and a godly miracle. Mm. All right. So when I say that, it means that as believers, we trust the Lord to do the work. We ask him 
Father, in the name of Jesus, would you do X, Y, or Z? Mm -hmm. Okay? And in his sovereignty, he decides. However, spiritual healing, and now we're starting to dabble with crystals and um, uh, herbs and spices and all the, <laughs> that is not a biblical healing. Do you agree with me? Yes, I do agree with you because who do you trust now? The the person that's on your side or, or the things and you take a chance. Yeah. yeah. So a, another way to define this, if you agree with me, Alida, is that that miracle or that intervention or the voice that speaks to you will bring glory to Jesus. Definitely. Glory to him alone and nobody else. And to nobody it's else. It's all about his glory, yes. Yeah. Okay. So we've spoken a bit a little bit about healing as a, a, in the body. I think one testimony I can share with you guys. I went to Chile a couple of years ago and on our way out we stopped at an old lady because the it is a missions trip and the previous year or the previous couple of years they've gone there and they knew this old lady as a, a as a Christian old lady. But the road is about, it's in the Andes Mountains, and the road is about a, it's about a kilometer, 800-meter uh, climb from the road down to the river. And we went down there to pray for this old lady and give her a jacket and all of that. And while we were there, we were approaching. She has a daughter. It's about mid-30s, um, late 20s. And they are down there, very rural, very basic, uh, um, self-existent self farming, type of community, beautiful people, and they spoke, they speak Spanish, and they spoke to the lady, and she said, you can't go to church anymore, because it's a two, it's about a five kilometer walk to the local church, because her back is sore, so while we're standing there, and I want you to just um, listen carefully what happened, while we're standing there, and she says her back is sore, the Lord tells me in my spirit, it's not an audible voice, I just hear in my spirit, in my inner being, there is nothing wrong with her back. It is uh, her legs are not in equal in length. Hmm. So I have to now get my translator and tell my translator, please tell this lady. She doesn't know what she's talking about. It's not her back that's sore. Okay. It, her, one leg is shorter than the other leg. And so we're about 13 people. They all look at me like, what are you on about? How can you tell this lady her back is not sore? So, well, the Lord just told me there's nothing wrong with her back. It's her leg. Mm. And they got her to sit down, and I picked her leg up, and the one leg was about 10 centimeters shorter than the other leg. Now, immediately what happened there is the atmosphere changed. So immediately I went from loony Okay, because what do you know? It's her back. you telling her back is not sore. So I went from a loony to um, this guy's connected to people in high places. You know? yes, <laughs> He's got a direct awesome. line. <laughs> so now, God's speaking to this man seriously. How did he know this? And you come all the way from South Africa. So I prayed for a leg in English so that my translator can translate it into Spanish. Nothing happens. I make the lady stand. I make her sit down. I pick up her leg. I once again prayed for her in English and nothing happened. I made her stand up. I made her sit down. And then I decided I'm going to pray in Afrikaans. And for <laughs> our international listeners, that's the heavenly language. We're going to speak hey. Afrikaans. 
in heaven. Okay, that's just the language we speak in South Africa. And I prayed in Afrikaans, and my prayer was, Father, you do it for this mentor of mine. Father, you do it for this mentor of mine. Would you please do it for me? And sure. at that moment, that lady's leg grew out. Wow. 10 centimeters. It was pandemonium. And that there <laughs> is, is, a, is an absolute miracle. It's a miracle in that lady's body. But the yeah. bigger miracle happened just after that. One of the ladies that went with us was about, she's 56 years old at that stage, a Christian, but she has never led a single person to the Lord. Wow. Now this daughter says, but she wants to accept Jesus as her wow. Lord. Wow. And then I asked this lady to lead her. She said, but she can't, you know, I must do it because I'm the pastor. I said, no, 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 no. It's not a pastor's job to pray for people. It's not a pastor's job to lead them to the Lord. It's not the pastor's job to introduce them. It is every believer's job. Yes. I, I mean, I can't get over that. It's every believer's job to lay their hands on the sick, to introduce people to Jesus, to present the gospel to people. And I told her, no, you do it. And she says, doesn't know. I say, how did you? She says, somebody asked me to open my heart. I say, then you ask and you pray. And that lady got saved. And we had another wow. miracle or two, actually. Wow. This lady, for the first time in her life, had the Holy Spirit function through her. And the second one is that that lady got saved. Now my question to you is, who got the glory? God definitely got the glory. <laughs> That's when you know it is godly yeah. healing. That's when you know yeah. it. So let's go over to Saul. Alida, and for you and I, just to be on the same page, both of us and listeners, I'm sure you believe that you consist of three parts. You are a spirit. Mm -hmm. You have a soul. And you reside in a body. All right? Yes. So we spoke about... Your body, which is probably um, the least important that God in his goodness heals and does miracles today. And anyone, I spoke to a friend of mine, cancers, lupus, high blood pressure, mm -hmm. um, eyes, oh, toes growing on, legs growing on. <laughs> These, this happens all over the world. And Alida, I must agree with you that too little is being said about it, too little Testimonies are coming out. Okay, mm. but now let's move to the soul. Soul mean your will, your intellect, and your emotions. Do we agree on that? Definitely, yes, I agree on that. Okay, so how and where have you seen how God heals somebody's will, their intellect, or their emotions? Okay, yeah, well, um, I'm in a privileged um, situation that I can see it like once or twice a week when people come for counseling. Uh, we just ask the Holy Spirit to um, minister to them. And when we ask uh, Jesus to reveal his truth and he reveals to them what he wants to reveal to them, it's not about me, it's about him. They receive healing in their soul and in their mind. And it's, it's all about them. It's about their belief system. When the Holy Spirit ministers to them mm -hmm. and he shows them what he says and they believe him, then they um, experience the transformation 
immediately. It's within seconds. It doesn't take yeah. hours. It's mm -hmm. literally seconds. And that is a miracle. All right. So, Lila, please exp just unpack that a little bit for us. Um, what, is, what does that mean when you say their emotions, their belief system? Give us an examples that you have fresh testimonies of. Okay, let me think a little bit. Mm, okay, I'm going to take a, I have a fresh one, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking about one, uh, I ministered to a lady a few years ago, and she, um, she was married, but she was too old to have children, although she still had her womb. And her mother said a lot of things towards her when she was a teenager girl. And she asked me if she's cursed. Okay. Because what, she could what, never... what type of thing did her mama's mom say to her? Um, her mom said to her that she will never avail to anything. Okay, she okay. will grow up with her own children um, mm. in school. That's what her okay. mom said to her. And because her mom said that to her, she had in her heart unforgiveness towards her mom and without her knowing it, that closed her womb. Okay. It wasn't God cursing her womb. It was her, unfor her unforgiveness towards her mom that closed her womb and she didn't realize okay. that. When we asked the Holy Spirit to reveal his truth to her, mm. he showed her that incident and immediately... She repented, and she felt her womb turning inside her body. Sure. All right. Literally, she felt her womb turning. So it was the unforgiveness towards her mom saying something that she couldn't that caused okay. the womb to close. So it wasn't a curse. All it right. was the unforgiveness, and God immediately turned the womb. Okay, and what was the what was the the, the the, the fruit of that. Did she fall pregnant? Uh, I don't know. Uh, she didn't want to fall pregnant after that because she was too old. <laughs> but she felt her womb turning. She okay, was, oh, I felt it. That's what she said. Yeah. And emotionally, what happened to her emotionally? She cried and she immediately forgave her mom. And she okay, realized that her mom said it because her, her mom was angry towards her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, the, the, so. the effect after that, the fruit of that emotion, healing, because I mean, obviously um, the Holy Spirit did something in her emotions, that effect on her body, her womb turned, but a week, a month, a year later down the line, what was her emotional condition then? Oh, she, she was so happy, and obviously God also restored her relationship between her and her mother. All right. Restoration. Yeah, in her, their relationship towards each other as well. Okay, cool. And so let's just go to the next thing or, or just carry on on this thing. Have you got another testimony for us? Where God, you've seen the Lord Jesus come via the Holy Spirit and heal somebody's mind, will, or emotions. Okay, I think... Um... I'm just going to take something that happens to all of most of us. You have a bad dream. 
and you dream about funny stuff like monsters and you are fearful. Yeah. And it happened to the lady that God ministered to this morning. She wants to pray out loud. So she <laughs> she uh, tried it and she couldn't pray out loud and suddenly she got fearful. Mm. She looked in the mirror and she couldn't see her own face. Mm. And when we asked <laughs> the Holy Spirit to, to just, Jesus, where were you? He said, mm. but I am next to you always. And suddenly she experienced that the fearfulness just subsided. It went away immediately. She had a bad dream. Holy Spirit showed up and he took away the fear because she um, experienced him next to her in the dream and mm. in the passage where she thought she saw yeah. something. He took away that fearfulness immediately. And she said, it's gone. It's gone. Pray, now I can pray, pray again. Then. Yes. Uh, could you pray again? Fantastic. All right. Yeah. So the last one we're going to look at is spiritual healing. So when we say that, we're talking about demonic deliverance. That's yes. basically what for God to heal your spirit is that demonic uh, deliverance. So from a biblical point of view, if you get born again, your spirit is a new creation. Yes. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Your body and your soul, they are not new creations. Your body will have all the wrinkles, then you'll have all the gray <laughs> hair, and gravity will have its effect on you. Okay, it's not going to go away. Okay, unless you go for liposuction, tummy tuck, and um, facelift. <laughs> that, then, then it might go away. But that, what that scripture says is all things. It makes you a new creation. It means your spirit gets born again. However, you can still be demon-possessed. All right. So when we talk about spirit healing, we're talking about the deliverance from an evil spirit or a demonic spirit or a fallen angel. Um, Alida, what have you experienced in that? What have you seen in that? Okay, I'm thinking of, it's very much the same situation where you pray for someone and they experience that they can't breathe in a session or um, they believe that God doesn't want something for them. Then I ask the Holy Spirit to show them what's in the room. Mm -hmm. And then they'll tell me, I see there's something um, black and I feel very afraid, and I think it's uh, a demon. Mm. And then I ask Jesus, but tell this person what to do. Then Jesus yeah. will show up and tell that person, tell the demon to leave, because I'm greater than the demon. Then the mm. person do it by themselves, and it leaves. The fear is gone. They can breathe again, and that's it. God is much greater than a demon in the room. And yeah, that's 100%. yeah, and that also happens in the sessions. That's fantastic. And, yeah, what? and it doesn't it doesn't need to be a great boo ha hoo ha. Um, he's much no. bigger than that. Yeah, yeah, he's much bigger than that, and we do have to understand. I think one of the big things we face in the world today is that we do not know how demons look and how they act. Yeah. Jesus yeah. spent time with his disciples and he could walk with them and say, look over there, that guy's demon possessed and the thing, and he would put it out. So here's an example of what I'm talking about. We st I'm staying yes. in a city um, 
and it's 34, 35 degrees Celsius outside. It is hot. It is baking. And in the middle of the street, there's a man clothed in a blanket. And over the blanket, he's wearing a black bag. Sure, and I'm okay. like, you ought to be dying of the heat in that, in that heat. He's mm. wearing that. To me, that is a demonic presence. How come that man is not passing out? So I got a friend where he gets called to a house one night. And I'm being very, very careful when I say this. So um, I want you to listen, but I'm not going to be apologetic. This is the naked pastor. So I'm not going to be apologetic, but I am being careful and sensitive in what I'm saying because I don't want to hurt people's feelings unnecessary. And he gets called to a house where there is a young man that is homosexual. And when he comes to this man, this uh, uh, thing starts speaking in this weird voice. It almost like it's mm. in a pipe, mm. and it's and it's and it's making and it's making this guy scream. And and you can see that there's pain and there's torture and there's anguish involved. And mm. this friend of mine said to him, "It's very easy. The word of the God of God says." If you call on the name of the Lord, that's Jesus. If you call on him, you will be saved. Do you want to be helped? And this young guy screamed out, Jesus, save me. Mm, that see. second he said it, that spirit left him. He collapsed. His voice changed to a normal yes. male voice. Yes. Everything about him changed. Yeah. He was calm. He was in rational mind. Yeah. His spirit got healed. Yes. Have you got more such testimonies, Alida? Um, I'm just thinking back. Um, yeah, uh, when we were in Steelport, we had a few teenagers that came to the church they played around with, you know, stuff that they weren't supposed to play with. And they were manifesting at that stage. I think there were four or five teenagers. Okay. And um, also uh, in turmoil and they uh, were gringing and uh, lying on the floor and they were, were extremely fearful. Yes. And we, we told them, um, listen, just um, – just relax. Just relax. Look around because once once you're in turmoil and you, you 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 can't really relax because you are fearful. It's mm. it's it's impossible to to think straight when something like yes. that happens. And I told him, just relax. Look around. See where the Holy Spirit is. See where Jesus is. And once they looked around, we we did it with every individual. Yeah. And then they saw, okay, but Jesus is in the room. Then I tell them, ask Jesus to take away this, um, because they will ex explain how the demon looks like. Mm -hmm. And then I will tell them, now you tell, you want this? No, they don't want it. You see, your will yeah. has to be there. Yes. Your will has yes. to be yes. involved. Yes. Yes. Then they yes. will tell, Amen. I don't want this. And then mm -hmm. they'll tell that demon, go in the name of Jesus, and they are free immediately. Fantastic. So that's Alida, what we experienced. Do me a favor. 
Yes. I want you to pray for our listeners right now. A prayer that the Lord lays on your heart right now regarding healing for body, mm. soul, and spirit. Mm. Why don't you do that for us, please? I'll do that. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege that we have tonight to talk about this. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you really want the best for all of us. Thank mm. you, Jesus, that you came to set the captives free. Yes. Thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for every person. Thank you, Father, that you are the great healer. Thank you that it's your will to see your people free in their spirit, free in their mind, and free in their soul. It's your perfect will that people will experience your love, your courage, your presence in their lives, that they will have life and life in abundance. I pray for life in abundance in every person that's listening now in their soul, mind, and body. And I speak freedom over their soul, mind, and body in the name of Jesus Christ, the name above all names. Thank you that they will experience your freedom now, that they will experience um, your your loving and your healing power flowing through their soul, mind, and body right now. Thank you for your peace that passes all understanding over their minds in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you that you are our Father. You are a good, good Father. That's who you are. That's who you are. And I am loved by you. That's who I am. That's who I am. And we thank you for your, your presence in everybody's lives now, experiencing your presence and your love and your freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Alida, thank you so much. Yeah, if we, show, we finish off the show every night with... The naked truth. Here is your naked truth. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to work on the earth. He has not stopped healing because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm. In spite of your past disappointment, in mm. spite of your current disbelief, mm. he is a healer. Mm. He is sovereign, and whether you like it or not, he does not get subscribed to. He says what happens. He oh, is yeah. willing to heal you mm. if you are willing to believe. Mm. That's it. Thank you. You'll make it, Pastor. God bless. See you next week.